All right, welcome to the Monday Night Men's Forum. I'm Matt, Farm Hop Life. Uh, did I say it's the Men's Forum? It's the Men's Forum. Now what? Uh, okay, uh, personal events. Christopher, go ahead. Yeah, um, so wife wanted to start a podcast, and she came to me and she said, you know, you want to start a podcast? I said, when do we start? I was like, let's go. <laughs> so she wanted to start a podcast for her, for her side gig, a suburban and rural homesteading today. We uh, we recorded two episodes, and it's mostly about things on her blog. But the first one was one, I think I told you on the last time, about a nutritional analysis I did. Uh, did I mention that last time? Yes, I'm not entirely yes, sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so that's we just talked about that and walked that through how the people of the, you know, of the audience could uh, do that for their own homestead. And uh, the other thing, cool um, piece of uh, of a personal event was uh, Scott had on his podcast interviewed a guy named Ryan Brown, and you told me about him, Matt, and you said, hey, you know, check out this podcast. So I listened to his interview with Ryan, and uh, I said, you know, I'm going to get in touch with this Ryan. So I got in touch with him, and we are now working together, and he's uh, looking at my health data, and he's giving me an analysis, and and give me an idea of what I can do to kick this fatigue. Um, one of the recommendations he had was start getting to sleep earlier. He said every hour you get to sleep before midnight is an extra whatever of deep sleep. And I tried it that day. I was like, okay, I'm going to try it. And I got to bed like 10, 15. And man, I woke up really feeling good. I was like, whoa. So I think that's that's definitely a nice. not, well, yeah that's definitely something I want to put in, put in practice, and so because of that I recognize that well that means then I can't be doing things late at night which means this unfortunately has to be the last men's <laughs> men's forum I can do because it's just too late for me here I have to I I, I should be like turning into bed um, right about now right about, right about now and I'm yeah. already kind of dragging down a little bit because I'm starting to get used to that new schedule right so. yeah oh well. well well I'm sorry to hear that but I'm glad yeah. that you're uh, you're it, you're taking steps in the right direction yeah, yeah. I don't know. it's a there is no good time when we're spanning like you know four different times right whatever so yeah yeah just it is what it is for everybody yeah it is what it is well, I appreciate you being here. We'll, yeah, uh, I enjoyed we'll, it. We'll just we'll just we'll just wrap up the Ben's farm just permanently. This will just be <laughs> it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so y'all gotta just make our own podcast now. Yeah. Go. You have to come on. We need to get you on our podcast. That's what we need to do. What? Have me? And both of y'all. Yeah, sure. I'll be down. Grant. Grant started some uh started some shit today. <laughs> Uh, more so I started is that, your, is that your personal event or are you, uh, uh I mean, it ties into the personal event. I've been doing a lot, um, on the property where we should hopefully be getting, should be wrapping up around the end of December. Um, we've been, we've cleared, nice. we've cleared yeah. all, like all the pasture. We've taken down several dozen trees. We, we are, we are hitting at it. Nice. Um, I've got videos that I don't know how much of y'all that y'all have watched. Um, but I've got, you know, about an hour's worth of footage over like the last month of just video and befores and afters um, of what we're doing and uh, making it look better, taking it back to what it was. Um, but there are these Leland cypress trees. They're about 25 foot in diameter. And uh, my grand, my great grandmother's ashes were spread neck under this maple tree. And. You know they're kind of growing together. They're they're the, the Leland's are kind of casting shade over it, but it has a, it had this one unruly branch that was just coming straight out like horizontally, and like right in your face. Even if you're on a mower, you couldn't mow around it. You couldn't really even get close enough to mow around it if it was like a like landscape. And overall, when we take down those Leland cypress. It is going to put a lot more wind, a lot more rain, and just a lot of environmental pressure on that tree. So I'm like, all right, let's go ahead and come at it. Um, had sharpened my chainsaw for like 45 minutes. It was ready to go. 
Um, that was one of the first cuts I made on it. It went through it like a knife through warm butter, like perfect clean. It, it, it cut through before the limb could even move. It was already through it. Um, perfectly clean cut. Better done now so it can heal rather than it get maybe 20 years older and the whole branch fall off and just ultimately damage the tree more than it needed to. So my grandmother went over there yesterday to put Christmas flowers on the tree. And she saw it, and then uh, she didn't bring it up yesterday evening when we were over there. Um, but she brought it up to me this morning at about 10.20. And then afterwards, we had a fairly nice, you know, cordial conversation. She said, don't cut on Granny's tree. I'm like, it's fine. I'm, there's more, a few more cuts I'm going to make on it, but she shouldn't be able to see it because it's on the upper limbs uh, where it's rubbing and touching. It doesn't need to. And um, she went crazy between 1020 and 340 so at 3 or 320 i see a red streak just blow up the driveway that's that's the only only one red truck like that that i know of and uh, she came walked in and just demanded the key to the gate there's only one key because when we had the whole like trespass incident we just changed the locks and there's only one key for the lock so anyway, she goes crazy, gets insanely mad that, you know, I touched the tree, that I made a, a really minor cut on the tree. All it did was get an unruly limb out of the way, and she just did not like that. So that became a... Isn't this the same grandma that, uh, you know, isn't very grateful for things you do? Yes. Yeah. She's my last living grandparent. Um, so it's so kind of. You just got to piss her off. Kinda, yeah. It's tough. But it's it's one thing she realized that kind of threw it out of proportion is she's used to going over there whenever she wants to because she used to have a key. And, then, and we just haven't gotten around to making a new set of keys. We don't care if she has a key. But there's also, it's not her property. It's never been her property. Um, there's just some stuff up there that's going to change. And uh, I made some cuts on some other trees that my great grandmother had planted. I, I have nothing wrong with their location, but they just need to be shaped better. You know, when you have limbs overhanging, you know, the driveway at the gate, touching the fence, well, those just need to go because those are going to cause problems later. So just cut them now, let them peel over, scab over, and they'll, you know, that's it. They're fine. And, uh, she doesn't like change. Like she just doesn't like any of that. But um, it it got simmered out after Dad hashed things out with her for about an hour and a half. They were having a, a, a good old discussion. <laughs> Don't really know what that was. Most of that was said, but boy, would I have loved to have been a fly on the wall for that. I guess next time, could you ask her before uh anything i well so i could yeah um i know you shouldn't say, have to she would say no uh, um it, it was you know and this is a reaction she was gonna have at some point anyway yeah um, okay. and she will probably have it again two or three more times because <laughs> there's there's some things up there it's been that property has been neglected almost for 40 years yes. and it's been neglected for an extremely long time Yes, that tree was there, and it's been fine for the last, you know, 30 years. Um, but does it mean it will do better once it's open? Because it's it's very sheltered right now from a lot of wind and a lot, just a lot right now. And when you open that up to, a, I would say, a tougher environment, because it has like a wall of 16, you know, Leland Cypress that are 25 feet diameter, blocking it from a lot of weather. Mm -hmm. um, that could that could present some issues with the tree and just i figured that you know yeah it would be fine but better have more precaution than not it's extremely low to the ground i'd hate for it to be wet and heavy and then just break off mm -hmm. and then you know peel the bark off the tree make a bigger wound than it needed to and it's like i'm i'm going to school for this i mean horticulture yeah. science you know it's, what you're doing it's not really agriculture, but it's like 
you know, that's kind of what it's lumped into, but it's more of the, just the field of horticulture. And it's like, you know, I, I don't, I haven't done a lot of art in arboriculture, like, you know, arborists are their whole, are a whole other thing, but I know some very common principles when it comes to what sure. a tree should look like yeah. and how to make a proper cut. And it just really blew into something it wouldn't, it didn't need to be. The, are, is other, are other people on her side with that? And, and you're like, you guys are, or is it just her alone that's upset? No, it's just her. Yeah. Okay. Uh, mom, mom don't care. Okay. Um, dad agreed with me that it needed to be, because really, if you're going to keep it up and you, it, it's sticking out about six feet, so mm-hmm. if you're trying to mow around the tree, that's going to like, it goes all the way down to like your feet. It's just in the way. Yeah. Um, completely unnecessary. Uh, but there's a couple other things that she's going to have that reaction about. She wanted us to cut a tree down that we didn't want to cut down. Um, it's a huge mimosa tree. It's about it's about the size. It's got the diameter maybe of a foot of a basketball. It's Ooh. a hu- it's a huge huge Big trunk tip. on this tree. Yeah, and uh, it's growing outside of the edge of a magnolia. We cut about five or six maple trees out from the inside of the magnolia, like box elders, uh, ash maples, just a really trash tree. To clear out space but it left a lot of holes it mm-hmm. left it really empty because there was no foliage to fill that in yeah, yeah. but if you were to take out this other tree it's not that we can't take it out later if it gets damaged or we don't want it um but it, it would just make it look even emptier even just a lot of empty space that was right it's not something we have to take care of right now right then, you know just it's just stuff i mean it's it's not like i went you know and cut off more i wanted to cut off more than i did but i'm like yeah. i'll stop there <laughs> uh, there's this one particular branch that i don't like on the tree it's a complete 90 degree uh, branch that branches outward um but that's the tree that's the limb she ties the flowers to mm. and it's like when you look at 100 200 year old maple trees which you don't see that often you know they don't have branches like this you know mm. they don't they don't have that, you know, you know, trunk structure. It makes it very easily like it's growing like a Bradford pear. Like it could really easily split hmm. if you did it kind of take some necessary cuts. Okay. Oh yeah. You gotta take care of that thing. That's not good. Yeah. I mean it's like a fix some weight distribution. Like again, would I care if the tree gets cut down? No, I don't care. I'm I mean I was there when they spread the ash. I don't care if the tree gets cut down because you can always replant a new tree because it's still that spot. You know, you can still landscape that spot with flowers. You can always plant a new tree. Um, But she's extremely attached to that tree. But it's like we did it with the the mindset of making sure it lasts as long as possible. Um, Yeah, it's a maintenance thing. Yeah, it's again. You know, she says that trees will prune themselves. I'm like, I get that. But, you know, a way nature prunes trees is by sending them a storm and knocking them down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So and she's um, really going to be mad. Then, then she'd just be, yeah, she'd just be extremely hurt. <laughs> extremely hurt. <laughs> um, it, but, you know, dad got ended up getting into some stuff with her that was more than about the tree. Um, she ended up coming to the realization that, you know, she's gone. Like it, it kind of like she, after 13 years, it finally hit her that, you know, her mom's gone, you know, like she couldn't get over there to look at the tree. Cause you know, we had the key. Um, and I'd made a cut on it. It's like, you know, which I understand. Um, personally, I understand like the loss and that pain. Um, but she's she never really tried to deal with, deal with it, and I guess today was the day she ended up dealing with it, um, you know, pretty roughly. You're gonna um, kill your grandma, dude. <laughs> I don't. I hope not. But she has a very nice house. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. Way to just help yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see what I stepped into. Golly. Um, yeah. I hope I hope she comes to understand that like she has her ways and there are the old school ways of doing things. 
But there are the older school ways of doing things that we're all kind of getting into, which is that like that permaculture mindset, that regenerative mindset that is being co-opted by, again, big ag that was practiced two, three hundred years ago, you know, like before the settlers came. It's like they were they were, you know, we had actual proper proper herds to manage the ground. You had huge elk herds. You had huge buffalo herds. And then you and then they graze very intensively, but then they moved like every day. So I want to mimic those practices with cows and goats and sheep, and you know, take back what because it, it's not supposed to be an overgrown mess full of invasives. You know, like there's this Chinese holly in the front yard. It's like nine foot tall and looks like a lollipop. It's ugly. I hate it. I don't want to cut it down so bad. Um, but she wants it there because her mother planted it. I'm like, okay, you, we just can't keep everything your mother planted. Because, <laughs> you know. She, you can just move it. <laughs> no, there's no moving this tree. Uh, uh, it's right above a power pole. Or take a cutting and, and put a cutting somewhere else. Be like, this I is the one your mom planted. Now it's in a more I don't place. want a cutting of a Chinese holly. I, yeah, rather, I get it. I get it. I, I would rather it. move and about. relocate an American holly <laughs> if she planted two huge, enormous American hollies. Yeah. And, uh, they have babies all over the place. So I'm like, I'd yeah. rather replant American holly right there than have that Chinese holly. Yeah, I get it. And uh, it's a whole thing. She's just a whole, a whole bag of crazy. That, uh, I'm probably going to continue to irritate. <laughs> what about you, uh, Padre? What are we talking about? I came in late. Just a personal uh, event. Personal, personal event. Uh, um, well, you've got one of the same kind, don't you? What? A personal <laughs> event. This is a little. This is a little bit of drama. Are you talking about the church thing? Oh uh, yeah. Oh, I don't even want to talk about that right now. <laughs> you know, you know, it wouldn't even bother me if it didn't bother my wife. Yeah, I'm, bo- like I'm bothered of- that she's bothered, right? Yeah. I, I left that place behind two years ago. I could care less. But uh, personal event, I got to meet a friend of mine off Twitter that I've, I've talked to daily for years on the phone now. Uh, we finally got to meet over the weekend. That was pretty awesome. Very nice. He came to you? Yeah. He uh, came and got two puppies for me. Oh, <laughs> a 16-hour drive from Michigan to pick up two dogs. Dang gum. So uh, he just got back home a couple hours ago. Were they but, free? Uh, yes, I gave them to him for free. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Don't bring up the puppies. Grant, I only got two left. Stop bringing up the puppies. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got um, one solid white and one with a mask. Uh, Grant would probably buy the puppies, sell them to someone like, <laughs> like top dollar, get them no, for half price, and then resell see. them again. <laughs> okay, um, I would get them if we were there, um, or not. Um, trust me, I would. If you like, if you got to like end of December, you still have them, maybe. Um, but yeah, if you don't mind me asking, is your was is your wife the type of person who works somewhere and then leaves and then everybody else leaves? Um, so kind of made it work. Are you talking about the church thing? Yes, sir. So okay, twenty nine. It's a small private school, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Way to make him talk about it when he said he didn't want to talk. Yeah, about right. It. Yeah. Again, he yeah. doesn't have to. I was just gonna say, like, like every almost every single place my dad has left working from, there's always been you know nine or ten people that have left right after him, every single time. Well, they so, lost twenty nine students after my wife left. And she's probably um, an amazing teacher. And she is, and and that's yeah. the reason the the public school system poached her. Yeah. Um. They, she's been in public. She's she's always done private school. She's been in public school since August. She's already got a promotion to case manager, and they're talking about promoting her again next year. Wow, <laughs> you know, she, she's amazing at what she does. Yeah. Um, but twenty nine students left the school right after she left, 
And 29 is not a big deal in some schools, but that's like half the kids in that school. And uh, they blame her for it. Now, a couple of them did leave because she left. Um, a couple of parents, I heard them say, if you're not going to be there, then I don't want my kid there. Um, but a lot of them, it was just people moved away. Like, like, I think she said like 14 or 15 of them had already told her they weren't coming back before they knew she wasn't coming back. Mm. Well, the big but, thing is, even if they're right, how is that even her fault? Yeah, that's their fault right. for not attracting yeah. and, and retaining students. Oh, I agree. Yeah, that's stupid. I agree, but um, this isn't my fault. This is your fault. Well, well, it if started because I ran my mouth two years ago. Started because you ran your mouth two years ago. Oh, and so they always. My wife hang on, hung on. Because she worked there for the church and the school. She hung on until her contract ended last May. Uh, that's when she finally left. I've been out of there for two years. Because I I can only hold my tongue for so long. And then I can't hold my tongue any longer. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just ran off at them. And I, you know, I wasn't mean. I wasn't insulting. I didn't cuss the creature out or nothing like that. But I told them. The truth, the best way I know how to tell it, which is bluntly. And a lot of people don't appreciate that. No, they really don't. <laughs> <laughs> they think you're being mean. This is like, yeah. Well, they hired some new staff members. And um, none of them were teachers, but they hired them as teachers because they hired them as favors to other pastors at other churches. They're like the kids of pastors in these other churches and things like that. And they got a bunch of people that don't need to be there. And uh, one of them's he's only there because his daddy wanted him to be a preacher. He doesn't even care about the ministry. And they've made him youth pastor of the church. Mm. So it's all downhill. And um, I was asked by the preacher two years ago. He said, the church seems to not be doing well. Do you have any idea or any opinion as to why? I used to be in his inner circle. I went to his cabin. We used to hunt together. I was the inner circle with the preacher. And I told him it's the new people he hired. And when she instantly got pissed, um, said some negative things about me, started accusing me of attacking his new hires. Or whatever. So anyway, that, that's how all that happened. Sorry you asked. Yeah, don't ask me questions you don't want a truthful answer to. I don't sugarcoat crap. That's, yeah. a, that's a good way to figure out, uh, I don't know, just like cut cut the cruft from your, I don't know, well, get my, people out of the way. My wife will tell you I do hurt her feelings from time to time, but she'll also tell you my blunt honesty is one of the reasons she loves me so much. That's the reason I love you so much. <laughs> if she asks me if the dress makes her look fat, I will say yes, it does. <laughs> I, I don't hold back. She claims she loves that about me. All right, then. Right. That's, that's different. I went, she took me, or she drugged me along Saturday to pick out new clothes because her and my daughter needed Christmas dresses. Needed. And uh, we was there and she showed up with this, this gold sequenced shirt dress thing. She was like, I love this. I was like, I, I don't. <laughs> she's like, she's like, really? And I pulled up uh, Whoopi Goldberg and Sister Act. <laughs> With the Vegas dancer gold sequence dress on, I was like, "This is what that reminds me of." You probably could have stopped at Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she goes, and she goes, "Okay." And she leaves. A couple minutes later, she goes, "You really don't think I should get it?" I said, "Maybe get it if you want it." She goes, "That's a no." <laughs> Turn. She didn't get the dress. She got another dress actually that I think looks really good on her. So yeah, there you go. I'm glad you put it back. 
So yeah, I'm, they, don't, they don't like that too much. I'm honest, but I, I am not going to stop her either. So. There you go. Best of both worlds. Yeah. Well, nice. Very good. Thank you. Um, I don't even know what we're talking about tonight. I think. <laughs> what about your? Yeah. Now what? <laughs> I'm not, I, I am incognito for good reason. Can't talk about where I am or what I'm doing. Oh, daggum. But what about a personal event? Uh, That's incognito. So what you have also incognito. Okay. <laughs> I don't. Um, Everything I going have, on. Oh, I uh, I went hunting last weekend just before this trip, and. Yeah. Uh, Took my three-year-old with me and actually was successful despite. Oh yeah, I saw that picture. So did you shoot it or did he shoot it? Uh, I wish he would have pulled the trigger. That would have been a badass. Okay, I got one. I definitely shot it. I thought he was the one that bagged it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I was like, (laughs) man, that'd be something else. That would have been amazing. Yeah, I've got twenty years on him and still I've never deer hunted. Well. Yeah, I haven't. Not too late to start. I think Jeremy no. just started this year. When uh, we get to the farm, look, we were up there at my grandma's house. We were just sitting there. I saw a deer walk out of the woods, and then I, I decided to go walk up to it, and then I scared the crap out of it, and he ran. In the, we pulled into the pasture last night, and uh, there were just two does just sitting there, just looking at us. Like, like, like you know. It's going to be so easy to hunt when I get up there. Hey, hey, Grant, I was like 24, 25 before I went hunting for the first time. Deer hunting. Yeah. I just, I don't, I like harvesting, not not really hunting. Harvesting um, meat, yeah. Yeah. yeah so, <laughs> um, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I'm still hunting. Yeah. I'd rather wait till they're in my veggie patch at 2 o'clock in the morning and then shoot them with a crossbow in the eyeball. And then. You can do that too. That sounds good. So, so we had our first freeze of the year last week. Nice. Yeah. How'd it feel? Good. Cold. <laughs> so something interesting happened. I I was lazy and I didn't cover any plants, and I was like, "We're just gonna see what happens." Even my bell pepper plant survived. Oh. It it didn't even get burnt. It, it's still hot. still just growing. We had an eight hour hard freeze. I had some tomatoes that uh, made it through the first frost, which was, it was really something. Well, if it was last year or two years ago, I can't remember now, I had a sunflower that made it into January. Mm, there you go. But it, it wow. went through several freezes. Crazy. Um, I, don't, I don't know if it's because when it freezes down here, it's only cold for like six, eight hours and it warms back up again. Like, it's not 24, 48, 72 hours of freezing or at, at or below freezing temperatures. Yeah, I'm on, like, a two-month freeze so far, and I don't think my t- tomatoes are going to come back. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, man, Matt's probably had a had – a, uh, his first freeze was probably in May. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we went out all the way until, like uh, – Late October, November this year, which is very, oh, that is very surprising. weird. That's surprising. Yeah. Normally, it happens early to mid September. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, we had a low temp, no freezing, but like, but all the sweet potatoes now are like knocked back. They are all black and brown and nasty looking. And so I was like, well, it wouldn't they didn't even touch freezing. It was like thirty seven. So I don't huh. know why, why it, they didn't like it. They just I've never seen them do that before. Hmm. Yeah. Whatever. I, say, I think our, I think our, our first frost was right on time this year. Came right on time. Well, maybe maybe about a week late. I think the eighteenth is usually our first frost, our average first frost. For the Did last two years, plant uh, any anything uh, for their winter crop yet? I've never had a winter garden or a fall garden. Yeah, same here. Oh man, I got I got Brussels sprouts and cabbage and carrots and beets everywhere. I may speed run, Nice. I, I may speed run a fall garden. I'm meeting with the NRCS lady uh, tomorrow, and uh, if she says I can, if I can get a crop in this year, I may go and uh, get like a hundred uh, square bales of hay, line them up, put them under plastic, <laughs> and then speed run like some beets and radishes, or like some Swiss chard or something. And then get a harvested crop this year. 
I got a rainbow chard growing. It's growing really well. Audrey, you're still trying to do like uh, gourmet garlic or something? I was trying to, and I couldn't get the garlic. So where I was ordering the garlic bulbs from, they didn't have them. They didn't have them. They were late. They were late. And then suddenly they had them, and they had them gone before I could order them. Shoot. So what I are, I completely missed the order. What makes them so special? Um, well, most people don't realize there's thousands of variety of garlic. Yeah. You have like Cuban garlic; it's made to eat raw. You just chew on it. Um, but then you got stuff from Russia that's as spicy as a jalapeno or a habanero pepper. Hmm. Oh, dang. And, dang. and and they're. Uh, there, there's just thousands of varieties of, of garlic, and that's what we were trying to get into. Some of them are, are two-year crops. Some of them are, are 10 month growth seasons, like a regular garlic. But I was trying to get into um, that around here for some of these Cajun restaurants we got going. And we got a lot of Asian infusions coming into the area, too. So we were looking at uh, Taiwanese peppers and Chinese or peppers, garlic, and Chinese garlics and Trying to grow uh, native to the cuisine, yeah. but but be local grown. So that fell through, but I actually have been talking to two executive chefs now. One at the casino down, one of the casinos down here, and I think I'm going to grow herbs for them this coming spring. They both expressed interest in a. Mm. Farm to table herbs. We're talking sage, oregano, thyme, you know, like culinary herbs. But uh, they're pushing farm to table is not a thing in my area, but it's becoming a thing in my area. Oh, nice! So um, that way, um, I know a guy forty-five minutes from here. That's what they do. Uh, he actually got a puppy from me recently. But they grow herbs. He has, he has a nice setup. He was showing me pictures the other day. But um, he services Louisiana down in the New Orleans. He doesn't do the Gulf Coast. So I could I could pick up the Gulf Coast and not step on his toes. Or step on toes, man. Crush your competition. <clears throat> I don't I don't want to crush my competition. He's my friend. Well, <laughs> friendly competition never hurt nobody. Friends in business. Uh, it's it's fine. He's got Louis. He's got uh, South Louisiana. I got South uh, Mississippi. Uh, um, I, if you want the seed company I use, South Georgia Seed Company, the only seed company I buy from, has uh, Appalachian White Soft Neck Garlic, which is a, a heirloom in our garlic mm -hmm. variety from our area, which I thought was cool. So I got thirty of them. Well, I'm only doing hard necks. Oh, uh, is there a reason why? Uh, storage purposes. Uh, yes. The hard necks, you can braid them and hang them, yeah. and okay. then they're, they're good forever. Soft necks go bad quickly. Okay. But, uh, no, and, and, the, and the other thing I'm getting into this coming spring is, um, we're going to grow a bunch of weird stuff just out of the, out of the ordinary vegetables and fruits, crap you'd find in India and China and things like that. Because again, there seems to be a, a growing interest in it in this area. Like, are you are you saying there's a big like Oriental presence in your in Mississippi? Oh well, there's a huge Vietnamese population down here on the coast. Uh, I've been looking into like perennial bulbs, like Chinese yams and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. They're like they're super small, but you know, if you have a market for stuff like that, it'd be extremely well, easy. Well, we already have the Vietnamese population, but we're, we're starting to get a lot of, uh, I don't think any Chinese, but a lot of Taiwanese, uh, uh, Indian populations moving into the area. Mm -hmm. And and I don't mean just the stereotypical gas station owners, like legitimate Indian culture stuff. Like, so uh, the, Viet the Vietnamese population down here, they have a, you know, China has Indian a gas station owners instead of illegitimate. Indian yeah. gas station owners. Right. <laughs> uh, they put on a festival every year, like the Chinese New Year, but it's Vietnamese celebration. 
So they have a big thing and they invite everybody on the coast to come experience Vietnamese culture. Well, the Indians are starting to do stuff like that and the Taiwanese are, so we're beginning to have a big cultural melting pot thing going on down here. And what does everybody love? They love food. Yeah, of course. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> I, I know I have a market. So, uh, I talked to one guy. I can't pronounce his name, but he, uh, He's opening an Indian grocery store. And we talked about some of the, the melons and different fruits he used to get back home. Oh. Um, I, I researched them. They will grow just fine in my area. So I'm thinking about doing things like that, picking up the the stuff they miss. Yeah, if you could, if you could get like some home, nice. homage food, I mean, that's, that'd be a premium right there. Um, if you just did like 20 by 20 plots of different melons or yeah. squashes, I don't know if they have different squash varieties either. Um, but yeah, that'd be awesome. I know I'm trying to get, so then I'm going to look at uh, green greenhouses this weekend and uh, hopefully he'll do me good. He, there's two of them. They're 30 by 96, I think for $4,000 a piece. Um, and uh comes with heating and vents and all that stuff. Oh, dang. But there is the guy who wanted me to help him start a nursery. His neighbor runs a vineyard, and his neighbor talked to him about growing uh, vineyard stock for grapes, like grapevine stock for vineyards. And said, like, like this guy, he's importing his his uh, vine, his grapevine stock from Italy and France. And that's just, you know, when he has to buy, you know, four or five hundred of them, not really economical. So I'm like, if I can get in, Georgia is going crazy with vineyards um, because, you know, like we, we've had apple orchards forever. But uh, for some reason, people are wanting to put in a lot of vineyards. And like, if I can get a good like rootstock growing, I could sell the rootstock for these guys to splice their varieties to. And um, that would kind of be a very good staple to have. Yeah. And, um, if I can Ooh. get it, I'm glad to see Georgia stuff. hopping on that bandwagon. Yeah, I know. I've got some. I've got some family. They own a, a cidery, um, Reese's Cidery. Um, uh, like a second, third cousin of mine married into the family, and uh, it's it's fantastic. That's the only alcohol I drink is from them. It's amazing. I can, well, I can drink. A, I could drink a whole bottle. Like the bottles are like twenty four ounce bottles, and I'll just you can just drink the whole thing with, with dinner. Okay. North Carolina got big into the winery and vineyards uh, about 20 years ago. Um, yeah, but it's specifically like in North Georgia, like in the Blue Ridge Mountains. Yeah. It's, uh, it's really kicking off there for some reason. Well, the whole climate change thing, I know that's debatable whether it's true or not amongst many circles, but. I will be right back. I've got to step away. Uh-huh. I've been keeping records for over a decade, and, and I've noticed everything's getting warmer. Hmm. Reasons are debatable, but uh, things like the Appalachian Mountains are becoming more favorable for things such as vineyards. That's interesting. The USDA just changed their zoning map. Oh, yeah. I am. Yeah, I saw that. I went from the border of eight of 9B, 9A, to I am now solid, solidly 9A. Hmm. Yeah, we did, too. I haven't even looked. I just assume I'm still zone five. <laughs> I might be zone six now. I don't know. Well, um, I, I know a bunch of people that changed. Some of them changed a couple zones. No, if if climate is changing for the warmer, that's actually a really really good thing because uh, more more and more people survive when it gets warmer, and the Earth has never been greener with all this carbon dioxide. So, yeah. on the right side. Yeah, I, I just man, I miss the old environmentalists who cared more about poisons in the water supply than whether some rich white dudes be yes. swamped in a hundred years. <laughs> you and me both. Yeah, <laughs> y'all, y'all heard me complain about the Mississippi River and all the pollution. Nobody seems uh, to care about that. Yeah, well, like where, where did that concern go? It's right. all about you know what's coming out of cow farts and stuff. So. You got you got me, some simple jack wagon in backwoods, Mississippi, complaining about the Mississippi River and nobody else. <laughs> nobody else. Topsoil, yeah. I saw a yeah. map 
of the life expectancy across like the average state life expectancy across the United States and the entire like Mississippi River that tracks the further and further you get to the coast the smaller and short like shorter the life expectancy is oh my area of the country has the shortest life expectancy of men <laughs> yeah it's you know everybody's all of the good you know environmentalists have been bought and paid for to just yeah. push this global warming thing like yep. earth is going to have different climates and different seasons in its existence that's fine deal with it but like the whole like the new map i'm still gonna plant for my old zone because the only thing it's gonna do is give you harsher temperatures like more extreme temperatures i don't think you're gonna really get the same growing season as somebody who like your old grow your old zone i don't think you're gonna be able to grow something new or something more that's from a different zone. Like if you were zone six, you've been pushed to zone seven. I don't necessarily think you're going to be able to grow straight zone seven. I just looked and my zone didn't change actually. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> just so much iced out. I, I actually wasn't planning on having my zone change anyways, because it could easily just change back. So yeah. Yeah. Um, you can, I, would, I would always experiment with it, but yeah. I would just plant what you know will live. You can always kind of experiment outside, but you don't you don't want to like put all your eggs in the oh I was I was you know six A now I'm seven B. Yeah. Put all your eggs in the seven B basket when you were six yeah. A, and then you, you're still six A when you try to actually grow. You yeah. just have oh. you just have more extreme highs and lows. Yeah. I think the biggest difference is going to be over winter. Like so I think, I think, I think, all right. So if you were in six B and they moved you to seven A, I think your winter is still going to be a six B winter. I think it's just your summer became a seven A summer. Does that I make see. sense? That makes sense. Um, I, I think the zone map probably should be split by season. Of course it should, but again, you can take it from your zone map and then break it even further down into your eco regions. So you know, it depends on how specific you want to get for your climate or your microclimate. It was Jack Spierko who said, I heard on one of his shows, he said, uh, just to, to deal with the possibility, all you do is plant with, with one zone on either side in mind and you're in great shape. Yeah. Yeah. But I got changed from like a, a 7B to an 8A. And I'm like, I don't really think that changes anything for me. I don't think I get to grow an entirely new world well, of vegetables. Well, well, yeah. the reason the reason I, I say that it's seasonal is um, somebody I know from Twitter. They were like six uh, A. They're up in Massachusetts, and they but they live near the coast, and their zone got changed to like seven B. Or 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 no, excuse me. They, they jumped two zones warmer. I can't remember exactly what their numbers were. But I was like, you're going to get a crap ton of snow this winter. I don't care where you live in Massachusetts. So, like, that, that new warm zone wasn't going to match. Well, in this winter, with the El Nino, it's supposed to be a lot more severe anyway uh, for yeah. those people. Yeah, they're already getting snow up there. Yeah. Yeah, El Nino is supposed to hit them hard. Well, we've had more rain in the last two weeks than we've had in the last five months here, and it comes through here before going up there. Like I'll just say this. We got a lot of rain this week, but we were also spraying for like five days before we got rain. So <laughs> that's probably the rain we got was the like, sprayed rain. Three days ago, my pond, my front pond was only a third full. What, Matt? Is this the chemtrail part of the podcast? Yes, this is the, this is the routine chemtrail part of the podcast. Uh, a darn Kim. Why she's always doing trails? Just, just check. Stop turkey trotting. Sorry, what were you saying about your pond? Yeah. What was that? I'm trying to figure out what's up with Chris's background. I don't know. I don't even know what's wrong with my background. 
What's what's the big bald black guy head sticking over the hill? I just saw that and and I just laughed my butt off. I said I got to put that on there. I just I've been looking at it for like forty minutes now. Going, what is he? What is? It'd be funny if you put like a tear on it. It's like like a tear. Make it blink. Make it blink. That would be awesome. I just I just saw that and laughed. Wait forty five minutes and then make it blink or make it occasionally blink. That blinking would be fantastic. Oh, shoot. Oh, man. That would be funny. That's all right. I got the uh, the, the, eight, the Star Wars A.T. Walker with dressed up as Rudolph. Yeah, I, like it. I saw that. You were talking about your pond? Oh, uh, three days ago, we, it was only a third full. Um, we had a big storm come through. Friday night, Saturday morning, it was full. Hmm. So like six months of drought, evaporating my pond was gone overnight. But we had flood warnings. And um, it, it's it's kind of crazy. We was talking about the weather being different. Uh, we've been in drought for four months. One of the worst droughts we've ever been in since I've been here anyway. Hmm. And now we're getting rain. It's going to rain again this weekend. I don't think we've had a really bad drought in Georgia since I was like 14. Um, I remember there was one year that was just like everybody was talking about it. You couldn't even turn on your water hose or somebody would make a fuss about it. Um, That's the only thing anybody talked about like all summer was we were in a drought. We were in a drought. I'm like, I wasn't even old enough to, to really care or pay attention. But I'm like, it may just be me, but I haven't really. I don't feel like we've had too much of a drought. We've been like two or three weeks without rain, but you know, it's never well, really. Two years ago, in June, we had an entire year's worth of rain in June, My and then this this year it hasn't rained since June. A hurricane. Yeah. What? <laughs> I think that's called a hurricane. hurricane. <laughs> no, it just we, they talked about how unusually cool our summer was because we didn't get out of like the mid eighties. It was overcast every day for like two months straight, and it rained. It was overcast. It rained. It was weird. That is the same year Zeta came through in October, the Hurricane Zeta. Do you guys keep track of your local weather like by hand? I do. Like a journal? I do. Anyone else? No, I'm not. I'm not good enough for that yet. I asked for a weather station for Christmas so that I could like keep track of the rain, the wind, the sun, all those things. That's what I have. I have a little weather station in the backyard. Nice. Um, I need a new one though. My rain gauge quit working. It's a di- it's digital rain gauge. Yeah. So uh, all the information goes to a nice little panel on my wall in the living room. It is a uh, quit tracking rainfall. A pinhole in your living room? A panel. Oh, got it. So oh, like yeah, a, yeah. it's like it's like a tablet hanging on the wall. Cool. Uh, yeah, nice. So uh, it it actually gives you a uh, forty-eight hour forecast. So based on the previous forty-eight and the current conditions, it'll forecast the next forty-eight. Oh. Hmm. Now we just need again, like chemtrail, like data to. That's just a, that's just a sticky note on the side. I saw him spraying this day, this time. Yeah. Every time I leave my house, I see him spraying. We were chipping one day. I mean, I we were I was chipping for four hours straight. I stop, I look up, and they are they are they are spraying. We were there from nine o'clock in the morning. They started spraying. They, and they saw were you. still sprayed, and we left. Yeah. They I'm saw like, you, and they said, "Let's go spray now while he's outside." Yeah, and then guess what? The next day was overcast. Monday was raining. Mm. I'm like, "Come on, <laughs> come on!" I, I just did an interview with a guy. He's like, "We need to make greenhouses as cheap as possible so that we can keep our food clean for whatever they're they're spraying in the mm. air." <laughs> well, how do you irrigate them? How do you water them? If if it falls down into the water, the water yeah. supply, what do you water them with? Dig them up. Filter water. Underground water. So you filter your rain catchment water? Well, my, all my water comes There's from no 450 water. feet underground. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I know there's – I want to build some water towers that have funnels on them to catch about 500 gallons worth of rain for every other one of my garden rows. This is going to be like 100, 100 feet by 40 feet. So I can irrigate all the way down with just gravity-fed water if I have to. That'd be clever. But then I'd like to try to pump out of the creek. Um, we can't put in a well right yet. Yeah, they're like 70 bucks a foot right now. Where I'm at. I'm gonna, my business is going to be the grant business. I'm going to apply for as many government, state, federal, county grants as I possibly can. And that's what I'm going to do. My business is going to be and based on You could sell that grants. as a service. I, no, I don't want to sell it. You could. No, I'm saying like you could help other people get grants and sell that as a service. I mean, if you want me, just grant. Get grants. <laughs> grant, um, grant, grant. I need help with grants. Yeah. Yeah. I'm putting it out there right now. If you yeah, know how to do it, look, I've tried. I've looked into them, and that crap confuses me. I'll Honestly. Dial your it, phone right now. G, 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 G. I've gone to uh, – there's a couple places to look, to look for them and find them. Um, I found a couple. I found one that I actually could have applied for this year. Um, the um, the minimum, the floor was a $50,000 grant, and the ceiling was like – 2.5 million. Um, the average was about 62,000 or 200, 262,000. Um, so I feel like it was kind of more so tailored to universities because those are like the only people who got it last year. Um, but I'm like, if I'm asking for $50,000 to grow a special, it was a specialty crop grant. It gives you $50,000 to grow a specialty crop, try to market it and all that stuff. I'm like, the specialty crops are like, well, this is easy. I could, I could grow this. Like I was more so looking at the nursery plants. Like this is easy. This is just bedding plants. Like I, I would like to get a greenhouse up just so I can go to the wedding venue next door. That's our neighbor. She bought 180 acres, built a huge wedding venue is getting crazy business. And, uh, I can be their landscaper and grow and sell them their plants and then landscape it because it quite frankly doesn't look good enough in my opinion. Yeah, there you go. It's like there, my now. I look, I can, I can landscape it and make it look fantastic. I mean, I do such a good job. But Grant, now something about federal uh, federal grants. I, I'm going to shoot you a couple videos. I saw interviewing uh, some people about how the federal government is snatching up a lot of land by when when uh, farmers take grants that opens up a whole matrix of federal law that then applies to your land that didn't apply to it before and it's it's one of the paths that they're using to oh, seize man. lands so i'm gonna shoot, I'll shoot you the videos just so all that to say uh I mean, if don't take all that to say is don't, I don't say, don't take grants, but go into it. Eyes wide open. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll shoot you the video. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I'm not really going to go for, it, it's going to be more regenerative kind of ask grants. Yeah. Um, like grants, you can get grants for bees and beehives. You can get a grant for installing something like a bat house. Um, there's hey, all grant. kinds of stuff you can get. Hey, grant. Yeah. Does it feel weird saying your name over and over again? It, it does. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Um, <laughs> we done talking about grants? Yeah, it's a grant for grants. We're just grants. Let's just talk about grant. How about that? <laughs> we just go? Um, when is the wedding? Grant? May 18th. May 18th. Actually, right. this time? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. I mean, it's been May 18th since um, before I proposed. Since the last May 18th. <laughs> I who's, who's officiating? I didn't even know her last May 18th. But yes, I did. No. Who's officiating it? Oh, family friend. Unless Padre can make it. Gotcha. <laughs> well, I haven't been asked, so yeah. Um. Yeah, 
we're just trying to honestly don't know how many people we're going to be. We had a list written to like 120 people, and I think I'm going to slash it to 10. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> we did our ceremony with like 20, 30 people, and uh, we, and, and we, we the reception was open to anybody, but yeah. the ceremony was small. If we You're going to invite that, your grandma? Yeah, yes. <laughs> All right. Just ask. If, uh, I'm, I'm trying to get her house, man. Um, yeah. So, so uh, um, I wouldn't mind doing 120 people, but it really puts us in a financial pickle. Because I would essentially use the wedding as a launch pad for the farms. But, hey, I know all you people. We've supported all you people doing so much crap. It's time to pay it back. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and just use it to just kind of sell the farm, sell the what we're due. But, honestly, I don't care. Really, I don't care. I would rather invite all those people over individually for them to come visit, and then we can, you know, socialize then personally one on one, and we can just cook them dinner instead yeah. of having a stupid retarded wedding. I mean, there is that. Yeah, but me and my wife went to the courthouse. I wanted to do <laughs> that, but I wanted to do that last month. And last month's not there, so we're waiting till May. My, my dad and stepmom were our witnesses. Yeah, I, I wasn't wanted to go without my parents, like either one of them. Mom's like, "No, you can't do that to me." I'm like, "Well, fine. We'll just wait till May." Make it, dude. Make it, make it fun. All right, if you just just have fun with it. Look, my wife, my current wife, is not my first wife. I have been through the big wedding, 250, 300 people sitting in the church. Um, wow. That's a lot more stress than fun. Yeah, it sounds very stressful. I mean, because we'd be doing the catering. We'd be, do, we'd be doing everything. Because I look, I'm sorry. I know too much about the wedding industry to pay any of them a cent. I'll be doing, I'll be doing the flower arrangements. I'd go through, I'd get, corp, get incorporated, and I'd go through the wholesalers. I'd buy the flowers wholesale and make the arrangements myself. I'm not going to be paying a florist an insane amount of money to do something. I've been through the class. I'm getting an associates in floral in floral design, and uh, yeah, no, it's 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 stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the amount of when you know the markups and you know the price increases, it, it's <laughs> it's ridiculous. I can't pay that. So what you're saying is a hundred dollars for a dozen roses at Valentine's Day is way too much. It's, I mean, it's a cheap, it's a cheap way to skip out. I mean, if you want to do flowers for Valentine's Day, I don't really know how to explain you the design, but it's, it, I get you a little green bowl from Hobby Lobby, get some Oasis foam, and then green it up. Put in like go to Kroger, get your greens, put in some weather leaf. I mean, I can give you a diagram that shows like the yeah, we'll have that green. ready next uh, in February. Yeah. Alright, I'll have yeah. it ready in February, and then we can do a men's a men's forum floral design class. That's my yes. And I will <laughs> show you how how to green yeah. an arrangement. Grant's going to help us all win brownie points with our wives when we yeah. hand it to her, and she loves it. And we're like, we did this ourselves. We'll send yeah. out. We'll send out the the. Here's what you need to buy. We Everybody just have ten ready. people here trying to ten dudes here trying to figure out how to do flowers. It's extremely really funny. It's, it's extremely simple. I could legitimately do that if y'all wanted to. Yeah, let's do that. I'm going to make a note for February. That's what we're okay. doing. Um, we we have... did let's fix a generator. Now we're going to do let's be <laughs> great for Valentine's Day or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but we do need to wrap up. Yeah. I'm sleeping. Yeah. All right. Definitely Christopher. Sleeping. Yeah, uh, securecoop.com. I'm working on a coop door opener with phone notifications. I'm wrapping up the beta testing and... Uh, Look down below, there is a coupon, Farm Hop Life Rocks. And also, if you get on the mailing list, there's another coupon you can combine them together. I have an, uh, a free ebook on the website on coop protection. And uh, and if I didn't say it already, it is a coop door opener with phone notifications. I guess I need to tell you that. But uh, that is uh, where it's at. It's, it's something I've been working on the side for a little bit too long, but we're almost there. <laughs> awesome. Yep. Coming along. Yep. Grant. Yes, I am Homestead of Pain on 
TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. I've been tweeting recently for the um, three people that click on my posts. It may be interesting. It may not be. I'm a little over-enthusiastic about most of the posts I make. But, again, um, I'm going to be posting videos, what we've been doing at the farm. I have a backlog I have to start with. Um, so I'll probably sit down at my desk and post one of those tomorrow. Nice. I'm debating on quitting altogether because nobody looks at anything. Well, it's because you're inconsistent, but we can talk about that another time. (laughs) Very true. Thanks. Uh, Padre. Smith-Homestead.com until the end of the month only, then my website will be gone, you know. Mm. Oh. They've doubled the price of the hosting, and I just... Uh. It'll take me four months to pay for the hosting. No more okay. online sales than I make. But for now, going into Christmas, I'm gonna know, I'm gonna send you a link at the end here. Okay, so go check yeah. it out. Uh, code Farm Hop Life get ten percent off your order. Just in time for Christmas, some handmade soap, handmade candles. Uh, Mom said Padre on Twitter. Uh, I guess I'm gonna get back on Instagram because my wife's bugging me. So I'm Homestead Padre there as well. Nice. And. Uh, TikTok and Kingdom of Homesteadia. Awesome. Thank you. And I'm at farmhoplife.com. We're a traveling hosted family. We do a podcast of interviews, this men's forum, uh, famous farmers like biographies and sometimes farm tours. And wherever I am right now, I might be able to go visit Padre next week. But he doesn't know that. <laughs> I hate I hated that workout a couple weeks ago. Yeah, me too. But that's that's how this goes, and it probably won't work out next week either. But we can always hope. We're gonna hope. Yeah. Yep. That's all we can do. All right. See you guys in like three or four weeks or something. Bye. <laughs> Thanks, guys. See you next year. <laughs> <laughs>